Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, welcome everybody to Bassin' and More Talk Radio. Um, I'm Gotta Fish. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking to Mike D with uh, Lunkerville and also do a quick product review towards the end of the show. Uh, if you want to dial in, you can dial in at 724-444-7444. ID number is 91535-POUND. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and get right into the show. We're going to bring Mike D in. In just a second here, Mike, how you doing? Hey, Mike, are you there? I'm there. You got me muted. Uh, no, I got you open now. I got you uh, open now. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was muted there for a second. What's going on? Yeah, you were muted there for a second. I was just muting everybody, but and now I got you open. So, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I really want to, you know, say first off, I really appreciate you doing this, being our basically our guinea pig for our very first show. So, I really do appreciate that. Uh, you got it, man. Yeah, what we um, what we plan on doing here tonight is just you know we're gonna get some questions, do some just conversations about um, uh, your show Lunkerville, and also maybe get a little bit into uh, your Rockville pitchers if you'd like to talk about that a little bit. As far as your Rockville pitchers, how how did that all come about? Well, I went to school as a filmmaker, you know, graduated with a filmmaking degree, and uh, started off making independent feature films, dramatic feature films and started the company with a uh, a friend of mine who I went to film school with. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how we started. We branched off into, you know, other kinds of production, a lot of work in the fashion industry, and, you know, continue to do uh, narrative short films also. And then Lunkerville came uh, around 2000, I don't know, when was that, 2003, 2004? Yeah, because I know you've been on for a few years now. So, yeah, that sounds about right. And, you know, it's just, it's my passion. And, you know, Lunkerville is just a continuation of my uh, filmmaking passion. Right, yeah. And you do a great job on it. Um, anybody that's never seen the show should stop by Lunkerville.com and check it out. It's a really, really good show. Um, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've probably watched all your shows that you've done. and I, Well, I have. And I was just wondering, is there any show that stands out to you? I mean, I do have one favorite, and I'll bring that up here in a little bit. Is there any show that you have that really, really stands out amongst all the other ones? Well, you know, each one I treat as an ind- individual film, you know, its own story. So no two are really alike in my mind. Uh, I don't know if I could pick just one. I do right. really enjoy uh, the ones with kids in them because it kind of brings brings me back to when I first discovered fishing when I was a kid. Um, right. And then, you know, there's the New York City episodes that I try to do one every year, uh, which is always fun. But, you know, I can't really say that one particular show uh, stands out as better or, you know, so much more unique than the others. I, well, I'll tell you, I, I know a couple shows that I really, really enjoy. And, and, you know, there's guys out there that want to go fish El Salto. They want to go fish here. But my bucket list is to go fish Central Park. I just think that's so cool. And your first show at Central Park when you caught Betty, I, I imagine that was just awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, that was that's a kind of a story there. That was the first time I'd actually done any filming for Lunkerville. And we weren't even out filming a show. I was just, I had this guy who I wanted to be the cameraman for this new concept that I have, Lunkerville. And uh, that was the closest place I could fish to where my office was. And I'm like, let's go up to Central Park, do some fishing, and try to figure out the dynamic of the shooting of the show. And on my second cast, I caught what now is still the biggest fish I've personally caught on the show. And yeah. that was an amazing rush. And, and I, I love to return in New York City because it's so interesting and, and such a rush to catch fish in the middle of Manhattan. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you watch the show and, and – and I. Everybody here, I would suggest you go to his, his site, LunkerVille.com, click on the TV, look for the New York City shows, 
and they're just awesome. I mean, it's just, you know, really neat to be in the middle of all those huge buildings and you're catching bass. And you can also watch a show on the World Fishing Network. That's um, true. If you, if you have uh, Dish, if you have Verizon Fios, uh, a lot of Comcast and Charter cable networks have it um, all through Canada. And we're coming to PBS also in April. Oh, uh, wow, great, yeah, great. Yeah, we're starting in um, upstate New York. New England and Quebec, wow. and have plans be really cool. uh, to move, uh, you know, farther out, and, out from there. So. Sure, yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd love to see you on PBS. That would be that would be perfect. All the shows you've done, and I've seen a lot of your guests on there. And, and I know your thing is, you know, real fish stories, you know, real people and real fish stories. But I want to put you a little bit on the spot here. Is there any one guest that you really, really, you know, like, wow, that was, you know, just great fishing with them? Well, uh, yeah, it's obvious to me. Uh, there's a show called um, 30 Year Reunion, and it's with this fellow. His name's Tim, who was the first person I ever fished with when I was in fourth grade. And that's how I kind of learned how to fish with him. We go to this little lake in Rockville, Maryland, Lake Frank, and go fishing early in the morning. And I really caught the bug when I fished with him. The problem was that he moved away in sixth grade, and then I stopped fishing. I, I entirely, I just totally stopped fishing. I didn't have a fishing buddy, and I kind of forgot about it until I became an adult. And uh, I guess sometime in my 30s, just I, I had a, a real need to do something that kind of um, slowed down my life a little bit. And I, in the back of my head, I always wanted to get back into fishing. And... To make a long story short, I uh, started fishing again. It became an obsession, a passion. I started participating in, in online forums and, and discussion groups, and then I came out with this idea for Lunkerville. And when I started Lunkerville, in my mind, I thought that true success would be achieved when Tim, my childhood fishing partner, saw the show and reached out to me. Like, I didn't think it would happen. But I had this kind of fantasy that, you know, my, my buddy from elementary school would see the show and reach out to me, and that's exactly what happened. I got an email one day, Mike, I nearly fell off my couch. <laughs> I've been watching this show, loving it, and I didn't really put two and two together until I saw Rockville pictures at the end. And he was, you know, he lived in Rockville for a few years, and then, then right. he saw my name. And he's like, could this be the same person? He emailed me, and I'm like, oh, my God, you don't know how much this means to me, Tim. Let's do a show together. And that's what I did. I went down to Florida, and we did a show together. And we, it was like being back in fourth grade, but we both had 40-year-old bodies. You know, it was so weird. I felt like a little kid. And that, yeah, that, was, yeah. that, that was my favorite guest, and that was the most amazing time. Right, yeah. I, I watched that, that um, uh, show, and it was pretty neat. You could tell you were really kind of emotional about it all and everything. It was really, really cool. Um. So, you know, let's talk about a few more shows. I know you do some ice fishing shows. You go up north, and uh, what was that like? Um, you know, the ice fishing shows are interesting. Uh, it's not bass fishing. We like to focus on bass fishing only right. really because it's it, – I love the bass fish. I love to, to – they're just beautiful fish. They're the most popular sport fish. But there's something special about ice fishing too, and especially um, the culture – of it, you know, when you when you find this this group of people in those small towns that like to fish, uh, it's it's more about the culture and the good times than it is about the fish, as evidenced right. by those tiny little smelt that we were catching. <laughs> right. But, yeah, um, I've seen that. You know, and, and and you know, with Lunkerville, it's all about the story. And of course, when you're doing a fishing show, the story is about catching fish. It's about how the person catches fish, and that's the you know uh, what Lunkerville is all about. But it's also about the person who's the guest, finding out who that person is. It could be man, woman, or child. And also the story that, that evolves. I mean, uh, sometimes or most of the time, the fishing is difficult, very difficult. Right. And, oh, yeah. Uh, but you know what? It always works out. There's always a story that's told, and we always catch fish in the end. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's uh, go into that a little bit deeper. Let, let's talk a little bit about the Lunkerville curse. What, what What's that all about? Well... 
I'm putting you on the spot, that, I know, you know but... It, no, no, that's fine, because it, after doing five seasons, and we're on our sixth now, uh, it's, this did develop. And what it is, is, is when a guest tells me, Mike, I got this spot, and I, every time I go there, every time I catch 30 fish, and, you know, we'll definitely catch a four-pounder or a five-pounder. It's like talking it up. thing is, nothing is definite in fishing. And right. what always happens is when that person says that to me, it ends up being one of the toughest days fishing. And we did a show called Curse of Lunkerville, which um, kind of epitomized that idea. It was on Lake Erie. Um, our guest was this uh, great guy. His name's Noel Good. He's a great smallie fisherman. And that's exactly what he said. He's like, um, you know, on an average day, we'll catch 30 fish. Well, you know, it just doesn't happen that way. And it's kind of like a curse of the camera. I think when the camera gets rolling, I mean, of course there's nerves involved, and it's not that easy to catch fish. I guess if you're used to catching fish all the time, maybe you take it for granted. But, you know, once the camera's rolling and I'm there asking questions, and uh, it's just not that easy sometimes. But truthfully, I prefer it that way. I don't want to go out and start catching fish off, off the bat, like 20, 30 fish. I, I'm a storyteller. I'm a filmmaker. I want a dramatic arc. And I know it's uncomfortable for the guests sometimes, but that's what I prefer because it really um, gets to the root of uh, you know, who that person is as a fisherman. It's like a fast track to um, the guest meeting the challenge and proving that they're an expert. And it, you know what? They always come through. I mean, we might go four, five, six hours without a bite. I have a guest freaking out. Oh, man, I suck. Mike's not going to have a show. Yeah. He thinks I'm a jerk or whatever. But you know what? That person always figures it out. And when they see the final show, they always thank me. And they're like, you know, it was a great time. And, and it is. And, you know, that's what I want. I mean, a good story, there's drama. There's conflict. There's challenge. So that's, you know, I prefer it that way. And that's the curse right there. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen many of your shows, and I've seen the curse in action. So all time, please, <laughs> uh, Kyle, do you have something you want to ask? Yeah, Mike. Uh, first off, you know, uh, once again, thanks for joining us. I think one of the things I know that stuck with me when I went back and looked at some of your programs, and you've touched on it here, that human element that you bring into the show with your guests and that story that you get and bring out. I think that sets you apart from what a lot of the other uh, fishing shows are about. And you do a good job with that. Well, well thanks. I appreciate that. And it, it's right. We, do, we are doing something that's different. And that's kind of how Lunkerville started. When I was watching fishing shows, and I um, rediscovered this passion for fishing i was like hmm you know what all these shows are kind of the same you have the host that's the expert it's probably a pro he's fishing with other pros he's fishing with sponsors he's always catching fish what if we have a show always catching big fish what if we have a show where the host is not the expert and he goes and finds those people all over the country who would never dream of, of being on a tv show but might have something to say you know, my philosophy is like everyone who has a passion for bass fishing has something to teach me. And it's a 30-minute show, and I'm a storyteller, I'm a filmmaker, and it's just really easy and fun. And, um, you know, not being the expert is interesting. You know, of course I get better over time a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's great. I just show up without any equipment, without a boat. I just show up with a cameraman, and, um, you know, it's all up to my guests. And, you know, might be a little nervous at first, or we might have a, a tough time um, finding the fish, but usually after not too long, it gets very comfortable, and it's like just two friends out fishing. And a story gets told, we catch fish, we have a good time, and I think that is uh, conveyed in the show. And, you know, that's what it's all about. And another thing I like is that, I think me as the host, not being the expert, is more like my average viewer, whereas those, all the other shows with the pros, that's what a lot of fishermen aspire to be. You know, they want to be a pro. They would love to have a TV show, would love to be an expert. But the truth is most are kind of like me, 
And then the other component of that is I think everyone who watches the show knows that they can be on my show. Anyone can, whereas that's not the case you know, for other shows. So it's just, a, it's just a, an interesting dynamic, a new dynamic. To me, you know, it's, a, it's about the entertainment, but it's also about learning how to fish. And if you, look at our, if you watch our show, you, you'll see that there are a lot of tips or a lot of little things that you won't learn on the other shows that the experts host. Right. What yeah. Has, what What has developed into your favorite type of presentation that you yourself like to? <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I feel guilty. I can't. I mean, it's like, it, yeah, it's too easy. It's the Senko. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. well. Now we have this. We sell a Lunkerville bait kit, which is uh, uh, soft plastics that are biodegradable. They don't hurt fish. They, you know, they they don't contain any lead. And, um, there's a Senko knockoff in there called the Trick Stick. That's uh, more durable. It's a great product. And um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's that bait just continues to perform. So, I, but I I personally enjoy finesse fishing. I like uh, spinning gear. I like light line. I like really feeling um, and teasing the fish into, into biting. I like casting in those tight areas uh, on shore and. and much much better than um, a spinner bait or a, a, you know some sort of a moving moving bait you know yeah. personally right Perfect. yeah and and you caught you you caught your that nice one at uh, Central Park with a stick bait right oh yeah that was a senko yeah yeah I mean you can't yeah, go wrong was... with that bait I mean you know it's a great way to it's a great bait to teach people how to fish I mean anyone can catch fish on that there's just no doubt if you're teaching a, a a kid how to fish, you put a Senko on a spin caster on anything right. and cast it into a fishy area and they will catch a bass. Right. Okay. Um, so out of all the places that you fish, I know you, I've seen you fish the rivers. I've seen you fish some streams um, on a couple of your shows. I know you did that with the, uh, all the, um, the fisher mom. And I know you went up to a stream and you do lakes. Any of those you, you prefer, you know, prefer over one or the other or, are you just um, like them all? I like, you know, it's very important to me to um, for fishing to be an escape from the kind of fast-paced world that we live in now. And, you know, especially with technology and the Internet and you know, iPhones and everybody's, you know, connected. And it's just nice to get away and really, you know, understand and appreciate nature. So that's very important to me. So, the more tranquil, whether it be a pond, a small lake, a river, the better. And that's why, another reason why I don't really do much saltwater fishing, because to me, you know, the ocean is a beast. It's not tranquil to me. You know, it's about catching the big fish, and that's not really what I'm about. Um, right. So uh, I don't know. And that's another reason why I like Central Park so much, because it's this oasis in the middle of this crazy, busy world that I can escape to at any time, just for an hour or two. And um, so, you know, I can't really pinpoint one particular place, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, and, and Central Park, like I said, that's my bucket list. One of these days, I'm going to have to come up that way and fish it with you. You're going to have to take me around, show me around that lake a little bit. I just, you know, I'm I'm kind of like you in a way. I, You know, yeah, I'd like to go down south and catch a 10-pounder, but going in the middle of New York, you know, Fishing the lake would be just awesome. I mean, that would just be the ultimate right there. Um, I think, uh, Grubman, you've got a question for Mike? Yeah, uh, I sure do. And, Mike, I appreciate you coming on the show. I enjoyed your, you know, your story about Rockville and everything. One of your guests was a friend of mine, Stacy Z, Bunker Girl. How did oh, yeah. that come about? Oh, Stacy's great. Yeah, she was a great guest. Um, we were fishing. I, I was fishing and doing a show. Um, on the Hudson River. It was for the um, USO, a USO benefit, uh, New York City metro area. I was fishing with Pete Gluzek, who's a pro. Um, that show is called Pete Gluzek Knows Things, if you want to watch it on Lunkerville.com or WFN. Um, and how did that happen? Oh, oh yeah, I, I remember. Uh, her husband, who she was fishing with, in that tournament, I, I had I didn't meet them at that tournament, but her husband called me um, a few days later and asked, you know, hey, you know, I really love the show. 
Um, I think, truthfully, he wanted to know if I needed a cameraman because <laughs> he's a cameraman and, you know, and he just wanted to shoot a fishing show. And I'm like, it's, you know, possibility. But your wife, Stacy, I, I saw her website and she's a really good fisherman. You think she'd want to be a guest on the show? If you go to her website, which is lunkergirl.com, you'll see this, this uh, woman's very passionate about fishing. And we hadn't had a, a, a woman professional on, and she jumped at the, the, the chance there, and, and we had a great show. And she showed me how to catch those uh, fall smallies. It was a great time. Yeah, it was a good, good show. show. I'm, yeah, real good show. Um. I, we got a question from on the board here, and somebody wants to know how long does it take you to film a show? Usually, it only takes one day to fit, to film a show. I mean, that's really the the, uh, the standard. Sometimes we it takes two days, but you know, it's just a, a full day out fishing with someone. You know, it's only a half hour show, and then there's commercials and stuff in there. So, uh, and it's just there's a lot of questions. You know, I don't like to know get to know my guests too much before we shoot um, because it, it it keeps me curious and. Also, when you when you watch the show, you'll notice I rarely ever give a tip unless I'm filming at Central Park. I mean, you won't hear me give tips. So I'm, you know, just a, the curious one asking a lot of questions. So it's, it's easy to fill up that half hour as long as we catch some fish. We need to catch some fish. So, right. Yeah, you're, not, yeah, you're not out there. I mean, you see some of these shows out here and every fish they pull out, a, a, you know, a monster. But... I mean, I think your show is really about real people. I mean, it's that's just it, you know. Um, it, it's real think, fishing, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to bring in a special guest here, um, young man that wants to ask you a question. I'm going to unmute him right now if he's ready. Uh, River Rat Fifty Nine. If you're on there, I'm going to unmute, unmute you now. And I think you got somebody that wants to ask Mike a question. Mike D. This How's it is, going? This is Dan from uh, the web, Luckinville website. And I got somebody here named Louie who'd like to oh, ask. Louie. <laughs> Louie and Dan. My main man, Louie. All right. <laughs> Glad you're here. Hello, Mr. Mike. Hey, Louie. I I think this is the first time I heard your voice. <laughs> I bet the biggest bass you've ever caught was. Oh, I don't know. I'm not nearly as big as... You're putting me on the spot here, Louie. <laughs> not nearly <laughs> as big as every bass you post on my Facebook page. And for those who don't know Louie, he is a the fishing king, the god of Lunkerville. And we're going to do a show with Louie, I guarantee it, coming up. Because it's just unbelievable the the fish that this kid uh, pulls out of the, the rivers and the ponds down there in Florida, but you know I really don't Monsters. know. I don't know. It probably isn't as big as you think. Is that good enough? Can we move on to the next question? <laughs> <laughs> Putting you on the spot, Mike. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, come I... on down here, and we'll see if we can fix that. Oh yeah, you're gonna fix it. Oh. Sure. He's putting. Yeah, he's, he's he's laying it down to you, Mike. Uh, I, You're gonna have I'm, to get I'm down there, man. To, I I am looking forward to it. We're definitely doing a show, no doubt. Great, great. Yeah, I seen him on Facebook, and I contacted his grandpa and said, "You need to get him on tonight." Thanks. <laughs> That's great. Thanks. It was nice talking to you. Great talking to you, Louie. Thanks, Stan, for calling in. You're welcome. Um, yeah, River Rat, hang out for a little while, and uh, we'll. We'll get you a little bait package together. Uh, my buddy Kyle has a bunch of baits, and he'll send you some down. So hang out here. Or you can actually email me your, or you can PM me your address on Facebook um, and or email me, and we'll send you a little bait package down to you for uh, Louie to use. All right. He'll use them. He'll use them, too. Catch some big bass. Thanks, guys. All right. Um, I got a question here. Would you be interested in filming downstream from a famous Civil War battlefield? I'm interested in fishing everywhere, man. <laughs> uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'll Where tell is, you that? What? is that? What state is it? 
That would be is that Pennsylvania? Let me let me I'll tell you what. Getty I'm going to go ahead and uh I'm going to unmute Mark B from Virginia and let him ask the question. How's that? Wait a minute. Something happened there. I did there he is. Now you should be unmuted. Uh yes, Mike. Mark. Mike. Hey Mark. How you doing? Pretty good. Um yeah, I was just curious if you would ever uh, be interested in filming in a uh, small stream that goes through a famous battlefield in here in uh, Virginia. I, I absolutely. Would. I mean, I would I would be interested in shooting uh, anywhere, but there's only so many days in the year, <laughs> so True. many episodes. Very, very, very what I would like to do, and what we're our strategy now with our Facebook page, since it's. Um, been so active and doing so well is we want people to submit photos, mm-hmm. but more specifically videos, if you can, of you catching a fish, uh, maybe you know giving us a fishing tip, so we get to know you a little bit, mm-hmm. and the people who follow the Facebook page um, will get to know you. Uh, as evidenced by our, our last caller, Dan and Louie, they've been posting videos and, and pictures, and now they're going to be on the show. Because I got to know them, I, and although I've never met them, mm-hmm. this is the first time I've ever spoken to them. I got, I, I can get a feel, uh, you know, for what type of fishermen and, and what type of guests they would be. And with so many people requesting to be on the show, you know, it's really kind of the only way to kind of, um, you know, pick people. So I would encourage that. It's not that hard nowadays with every cell phone having a video camera on it, and it, and it could be as you know, it doesn't have to be technically great. It's just you just pull out your camera when you're catching a fish and maybe talk a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and then upload it to the, the Facebook page. That's about it. Oh, okay. And that, yeah. gives, that gives everybody, uh, you know, much better chance at, of being on the show. I really uh, want to only pick guests from uh, these submissions now just because we're really we, – we're getting so many requests to be on the show that I it's hard to choose. Yeah, so I understand that. No doubt, um, and Thanks. you can you can hook up to that Facebook page um, through. You can do do you can do you got it hooked up through your uh, your it's website, fa- Mike? It's just facebook dot com slash lunkerville. Um, also, okay, if, if you go to lunkerville dot com on the home page, there's a link to it. Okay, and you can also go to bassandmore dot com, and there's a link to my Facebook page, which I have him in my favorites. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I tell you what, that you everything about your show is just, you know, so I, I think so much better than what everybody else is doing out there. Has, has it been hard to keep it that way? I mean, have you been, you know, tempted to maybe do something different or is, is, is it just always, you know, you know, you know, I think it's, it's actually, I, I get calls from people who want to start their own fishing show and they like Lunkerville. They want to do something like Lunkerville and, and uh, they want advice and I'm happy to give it, but it's not, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I don't think too much about it. Truthfully. I, it's just what I do. I'm a filmmaker. I think it's kind of second nature that I want to, that I'm curious and I want to tell stories and um, no, it's, it's just a, it's, it's, um, it's a discovery each show. Like I don't, I try not to prepare either much at all. Like I don't want to know the person too much. I don't. There aren't a lot of questions. I usually just have one or two phone conversations and kind of tell tell them what's going to happen, which is just like two guys out fishing and there's going to be a cameraman there, and then it just kind of organically happens. And I guess since I'm a trained filmmaker and and I I can edit and I shoot and I you know direct that it just it just comes a little more naturally to me to tell these half hour stories about people and, and, and the place that we're fishing. Whereas I think, you know, most other fishing shows, the hosts and producers don't come from that background. So, and you know, it's tough when you have a show where the host is the expert and you have the expected guests, which are the sponsors, the other pros, it's hard to make something like that um, unique and fresh. It ends up being more of a cookie cutter type concept. Well, with me, I don't know what we're going to get. We're, we're fishing with Louie. We're going to fish with Louie, this kid who catches 10-pound bass. And, I, you know, I, I know a little bit about him from Facebook, but I don't know how that's going to turn out. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. I know it's going to be great. I think it's going to make great TV, and people are going to get to know how this little kid is such a great bass fisherman. 
you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen them pictures on there, and it's just unbelievable the fish, yeah. the fish that he posts on there. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. just like, I'm jealous, man. I'm yeah. go with you, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, but so, yeah, you know, that's it. No, it's not. It's not hard to answer your question. No. Cool. Great. Yeah. Thank you for being on here. Um, if you want to plug anything, you got, you know, I know you got a bait pack and you also yeah. got a DVD out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into the big plugs. We do sell a, a, a Tips and Tactics DVD, which is a um, compilation of our first three or four seasons. Um, we'll be coming out with another one and probably another one after that. It's been uh, selling well. People like it because it's just like an hour and a half of tips from real people. And there's it's just full of all sorts of tips from so many different people. And then we have the biodegradable Lunkerville bait kit, which we're selling, which is, I think, an important product because not only are they great baits that catch fish and very durable, but they're biodegradable. And, you know, a lot of times fish will swallow a bait and it injures them or it could kill them. These have been proven to uh, break down in, in a fish's, you know, digestive system. And also when baits, you know, fall on the bottom of a lake or a pond or a river, you know, they stay there. And a lot of those soft baits have lead in them too. And, you know, a lot of people might not know that, but a lot of them do. So that's important. And then also, you know, I want to let everyone know that we air on WFN, World Fishing Network. Uh, if you don't get it, ask your cable or satellite provider to, to get it. I know they're, they're expanding their household coverage big time this year as they have been every year. They have a great lineup of shows. And then also, if you're in the New England and Quebec area, we'll be airing uh, in April, starting in April, on Mountain Lake PBS. And, um, you know, hopefully on uh, you know throughout New York State and New York City and, and beyond, we'll be coming to PBS. And, um, you know, but WSN is really uh, the place that uh, is our home right now, and we, we love them there. And uh, it's just a great network. If you like fishing, it's all fishing all the time. Yeah. And yeah. right now they're on Dish, Verizon Fios, like I said before, Comcast, Charter, Knology, a bunch of other um, AT&T U-verse, uh, and, you know, a bunch of others. And they're coming, hopefully, to DirecTV soon and Time Warner. Great. And you can uh, always watch a show for free at Lunkerville.com. Right, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> and you can also link off his, um, we'll have a link to his site off of Um Okay, well, I really appreciate you doing this, being our first guest ever. Um, we had a pretty decent crowd here, so, you know, and we're we're kind of geared like you, you know, we're, we're out here for the everyday fishermen. So, um, once again, just thanks. A million. I mean, I, I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And, uh, you know, I feel honored to be the first guest. Uh, that, Believe me, you you were my first thought. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Stephen. I'm, I'm sure we're going to be doing some fishing together soon. Yeah, I want to. No doubt. We definitely need to. I would love to. i get you down here and teach you how to fish for some cold water fish out of a little lake I got right up the street from me. I you know I go up there with a lipless crankbait and just rip it off the bottom and you you know you catch some three four pound bass but I'm not going to say that because I don't want to curse you if you did. <laughs> uh, that's a good sized bass in my book. <laughs> yeah yeah there, oh it's a blast I mean I've, I've I've gone up there you know one year there was like 14 inches of snow it melted off within like three or four days and I went up there and caught a three pound 12 ouncer out of it so oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a nice little lake. It's it gets pressured in the summertime, but it's great to fish when it's cold out. So, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I've got one more thing that I'm going to do tonight. So, Mike, if you want to hang out, you're more than welcome. Uh, but if not, you take care. I'll get in touch with you. I got you on my phone, so we'll definitely get out there and uh, you know one of these uh, days get to do some fishing together. Absolutely, I do have to run. But again, thanks everyone uh, for listening to the show, and thanks for having me. All right, thanks, thanks on, Mike. Mike. Thanks, Mike. It's a great show. Very welcome. I'll talk to you soon, Steve. All right, buddy. Take it easy. You too. All right. 
All right. Well, that was Mike D. from Lunkerville. Um, you can check Mike D. at Lunkerville.com, or you can link off of him. Well, I'll have the link up there probably tomorrow from BassandMore.com. You can also check out his Facebook page, which you can link off of his site or my site. All right. Well, now it's time to do our product review segment of the show. Today, we are going to be reviewing the De Niro. Uh, this is a new bait brought out by a new company called the Get Five Lures Company. Um, I was able to sit down with Andrew Oliver and talk a little bit about Get Five Lures and the De Niro. Andrew, could you just introduce yourself and give us a little explanation of the company? Hey there, uh, this is Andrew, and uh, hope everybody out there is doing real well. Get Five, we're a, we're a new company, and uh, we are uh, based out of Austin, Texas. But we are trying to uh, get this uh, this uh, brand built up as a national brand and. Um, we've just now introduced uh, our first bait. It's called the Denaro. It's a six and a half inch long finesse style worm, but we're doing finesse like nobody else. Um, you know, we've got a very unique, very original design. Uh, plays off kind of some different principles, and compared to other finesse worms out there, it's got a very different action, and, and we're really proud of it. You know, uh, that's kind of what we're all about: unique designs top quality plastics and other components of the baits and and you know we're just really excited to to see what it does this upcoming fishing season what makes the de niro a better trick style worm than the other baits that are on the market today well that's a really good question steve and you know the first thing that i want to say is i don't know if um, better is necessarily the right word because you know, as a bass fisherman, and bass fishermen everywhere know that there isn't really a magic bait. There isn't a secret bait. There are just appropriate baits for particular situations that really perform better than other ones out there. And what the dinero has going for it are a couple of things. Um, uh, first of all, a, a typical finesse bait is going to be designed to be very thin, very little movement, kind of uh, a, a high-frequency vibration in the water. Uh, and the De Niro, on the other hand, has a little bit more substance to it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an action in the tail. We call it finesse with attitude because, you know, everyone that we've showed the bait to has called it a finesse bait. We think that's an appropriate label for the De Niro. But at the same time, it's got action built in that is a little more substantive than what you would typically find. You know, the tail is a little bit more realistic. It kind of resembles a lot of different things compared to a, a normal straight-tailed worm or a U-tailed worm. But, you know, as I've said before, you know, it's kind of like you have Phillips-head screwdrivers, you have flat-head screwdrivers, and, and then along comes, you know, an Allen-head or a hex-head screwdriver. Well, that's kind of like the De Niro. You know, it's not like we invented a completely, totally unique bass fishing worm because, Bass fishing worms have been around for a long time, but we have done things that, that other companies aren't doing. And, and I think that's what sets us apart. You know, it, it, it gives anglers another tool that they can use to catch fish. And, and you know, the, the results are really starting to speak for themselves. You know, people have been winning some tournaments, catching some really big fish on a finesse bait, and, and, and it's just so cool to see it happen. It really is, really is fun. It's great. Where did the concept of the bait come from? Uh, another uh, good question, Steve. And um, to kind of give you a little bit of the backstory, which incorporates kind of the design and where it came from, uh, before I started Get 5, I actually looked at buying a couple of soft plastic uh, bait companies and just could never get the right deal, couldn't get things closed. And so kind of out of frustration, I decided that I was going to start my, my own company and just kind of you know, thought about how how I would structure it and where I'd begin, and and, and knew I wanted to do something that was that was original, uh, because uh, you know I don't want to go knocking off somebody else's product or imitating something that already exists. You know, if there's not a need for it in the market, I didn't want to do it. And so, uh, you know, the initial you know prototype, if you will, it really kind of came to me in a flash. You know, uh, and. And I thought, you know, wow, why hasn't anybody done this? 
And then over the next several months, we, we thought about, okay, we love the look. We want to make sure it performs the way it's supposed to, and we just had to tweak it and get it right and do, you know, make the tail a little thicker, make this part thinner, you know, increase the width here, get the ribbing along the body correct, make sure that, you know, the head has got the right shape so it'll be, you know, aerodynamic in the water but also butt up nicely to a shaky head jig or, or the backside of a bullet weight or something like that. And so it was just a process. And, and it was one of those things where we knew we wanted a bait that was going to, you know, really excel on a shaky head. Um, I think that's a great way to fish a finesse bait. It's going to excel on a drop shot rig. Uh, it's going to be great on a Texas rig or a Carolina rig or, you know, even like a wacky rig. Uh, and, and so we knew we wanted to have something that was going to float well, you know, use, a, use great uh, plastic. We use some of the finest plastic you can find. Uh, in making our 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 baits, uh, it's not like the Elastec or anything like that. It's just a really high quality, very buoyant plastic that that's really similar to what you're going to see on on like a custom hand pour. But we're doing it in an injection mold on a very large scale. I mean, we can make you know thousands of baits an hour, and, and so not a lot of companies at that sort of a production level. Are, are able to either they, they don't want to spend the money on the plastic or they don't have the equipment to shoot that type of plastic. And, and you know, we're working with a great injector. And, and, and uh, you know, it's really the total package. It's the plastic. It's the design. You put it all together, and, and you get the end result, which is exactly what we wanted to do. Now, I noticed on the back end, the tail, and I've seen that on your YouTube video, and where did the concept of that tail come from? Well, in terms of the, the, the shape of the tail? Yeah, the shape of the tail. Well, you know, I wanted something that, that I, you know, okay, when you think about finesse, you normally think about pressured fish. You think about um, clear water. Right. And, and in my mind, I was like, okay, if you're looking at, you know, a normal, you know, trick-style finesse worm or, uh, you know, just a straight tail worm or even like a U-tail worm, I thought that there was an opportunity to bring something to market that would be more realistic and in terms of imitating bass foods. And, you know, in my opinion, I think bass, like any other animal out there, there's going to be certain shapes, certain colors, certain movements that they're going to key in on when they are searching for food and they're hunting for food. And, and that's what this tail tries to do. Um, you know, it kind of looks like a crawfish pincher, which is a favorite bass food. Right, uh, I noticed on the bottom. That. If you flip it over so the, so the tail's on the top, it, it kind of resembles a, a bait fish, uh, a young bait fish, you know, where you see like the, 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 the sack where you've got the coloring and then you've got the mm -hmm. color extending through the tail. and. It's kind of a, a parabolic shape. It, it kind of resembles that. You put it flat, it's kind of like a leech. And, and if you look at the thickness of the tail compared to like a, a U-tailed worm or a C-tailed worm, which is a very thin, it's going to really flutter. This, this, this worm actually, it's, it's thinner at the base of the tail and then it gets thicker towards the tip. And that helps give it the action that we want. It helps it be vertical on a shaky head or a Texas rig. Um, but also... If you think about how it moves in the water, it, it, it's kind of more subtle. It's, I, I, I'm going to say thump because I can't think of a better word, but it's a deeper vibration than you would typically find on, on, on a finesse worm with a very thin tail. And, and when you think about it, that's going to call the fish from farther away. Like, for example, let's say you're uh, standing on the side of the road, and way off down the road driving towards you is a car, and they're listening to the radio, and it's really, really loud. What is the first thing you hear? It's going to be those bass notes, those drum beats. Right. The those are the deeper something. vibrations, and it's not until you get closer that you hear, you know, the guitar solos and the other things, which are, which are higher pitch and frequency. Same principle applies underwater. Having that little bit slower, more substantial vibration compared to... Uh, you know, a, a, a paper-thin tail, uh, it's, it's going to put off more movement, and it's going to attract fish from farther away. Now, I mean, it's not huge. I mean, to you and me, it, it probably is not that big a deal. But to a bass with their lateral line and, and their survival depending on it, 
You know, I think it does make a big deal. And it's something that we thought about. You know, we didn't just say, okay, we're just going to have a shape of this worm. We thought about every little thing, you know, how big the ribs are, how wide the, the tail is, how thick the plastic is. Not one part of this bait did not just go under the microscope to get a thorough analysis of what it was going to do, why it was going to do it, how it was going to be done. And, and so, I mean, we really just, I mean, we worked for months and months to get this thing right. Now, as far as uh, the colors go, are you sticking with, uh, you know, the basic colors, green pumpkin, stuff like that, or are you, do you have any other type of colors that you're going to be coming out with? Or Well, you, yeah, you've got to have the basics. You've got to have your green pumpkins. You've got to have black. You've got to have watermelon red, especially if you're in Texas where I am. I mean, if you're going to fish in Texas, you've got to have watermelon red. Right. And, <laughs> but we're also we're going out on a limb. With, you know, as part of our, our concept of having a unique design, we wanted to set ourselves apart even further and, and, and have some colors that are not commonly available. We've got a, we've got a, a double laminate color called Diablo. It's a, it's a green pumpkin red uh, double laminate, which is awesome. The colors laminate all the way through the tail. You hold it up in the sunlight, and it is just a really, really cool effect on that bait. Uh, we've got a shad laminate and a white. Uh, that are uh, in post-production, should be available very, very soon. We've got a uh, curfew color, which is a uh, black with a custom shade of dark blue, just a little bit of blue flake swirl. Uh, we've got, what else? Uh, we've got our sludge color, which is kind of a watermelon green pumpkin laminate. Uh, we've got our June bugish. I love June bug, uh, but I wanted to make it better, so I put a little bit of gold flake in there. And it just makes the bait, I think, a little bit more interesting. Having another color of, uh, of uh, glitter in there, you know, highlights any movements underwater a little bit more. And uh, it's just, it's, it's a fun color. I like it a lot. Sounds like you really got the bases covered there. Well, yeah. to wrap this up, uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they can uh, find your bait and uh, any other thing you want to say about it, and we'll finish up there. Sure, sure. Um, we are uh, working to uh, get our baits out to local tackle stores all over the country, um, and you know, and hopefully they'll be in your neck of the woods soon. Uh, we've got a couple of online retailers. All of our retailers are listed on our website, which is get5lures.com, and uh, and we've got direct links to some of the online retailer pages. So you just click on that link, and it takes you right to the Denaro page for for ordering baits. Uh, and, and that's probably the best way to, to, to get baits right now if there is not a store in your area is to go to our website, click on one of our dealers, and and, uh, and buy some baits that way. Um, you know, and also another thing, just because I've met so many people since I started this company, and it is awesome, and I've gotten so many ideas for, for new types of baits and, and, and new sizes and stuff like that, and I would just encourage people to, you know, keep letting me know their thoughts. Um, part of part of our concept of being great on and off the water, which is our motto, is uh, listening to the customer and hearing what they've got to say about our company and our products. You know, because at the end, in the end, you know, we're there for them, and, and that's why we're doing this to to make baits that help people catch fish and and uh, giving them a product that they want. You know, we think we've got something that is is very innovative, very reasonably priced. And, uh, you know, we're just really excited about 2011 and beyond. And really appreciate being on Bass and More Talk Radio. Hey, thanks, Andrew, for that great in-depth look at the De Niro. Anybody who wants to check out the De Niro, just go to get5lures.com or link to it from bassandmore.com. Well, that's the show for tonight. I want to thank Mike D for stopping by and giving us some great insight into his program called Lunkerville. You can catch up with Mike on Lunkerville.com. And also, he has a forum there, so you can get on there and ask some questions and get some answers. You can also find him on Facebook. It's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Lunkerville. Well... As we finish off tonight, I want to put a big thanks to all the people that showed up tonight. It was great. I'm glad you guys came by. 
we'll be doing this again in a couple weeks. We've got a really, really good interview that is that we did with Joe Thomas. And then in four weeks, we've got a big show. We're going to have Jerry McKennis here, hopefully live. And we'll be asking him all about his purchase of BASS. I hope everybody has a great 2011. Everyone take care. Remember, you can't catch them unless the bait's in the water. Night, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.